Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jumping on with us right now, courtesy of our BetQL guest hotline, is our good friend Charlie Casserly, uh, longtime manager in the NFL, of course. Well, I think it's not so much I'm general manager uh, concept, though that is part of it there, but um, I think you look, you got to decide what are you looking for in a head coach, okay? Not important thing. Could this guy uh, rally the team together, uh, deliver a message, hold them accountable? Uh, that's number one. You want leadership. Um, I interviewed Dan Rooney years ago, and he, he did this better than anybody uh, as far as hiring coaches and be successful. And his, his formula was leadership, communication, character. Those are the first things he looked for. He didn't look for an offensive guy, defensive guy a quarterback guy. You want a guy who can lead the room. And I think that's what you got with Dan Quinn. Um, he's a leadership guy, a motivator, can rally the team, can deliver a message and build a culture. And, and that's, to me, what you're looking for. Uh, I don't know what their plan was going in, but that that's what I would do. So you're looking for leadership more than anything else. And when you're interviewing a candidate as a general manager, how do you identify leadership? Do you identify it on your own, or do you rely on the people that worked with him to tell you? 
you uh, mainly you start with your research, okay? Uh, the teams he's worked with. Uh, some teams will talk to players. Some teams will talk to coaches, scouts. Um, uh, you talk to as many people as you can about it. Um, you got to be careful about the interview because some people can interview better than others. Certainly, you get a lot out of the interview. You know, what's his vision for the team? Uh, how will he develop his culture? Um, to me, the biggest part of the interview is his staff um, because you you can train them to uh, uh, have a plan, uh, have a vision, uh, how they present. Those things can be worked on. But when they start putting names on the board, that's like calling a play in a game. Uh, that That's real. And to me, that was always the most important part because the single important thing he'll do is hire his staff. And that separates him in the interview. And how do I know that? Well, in interviewing teams for years on why they hired people and didn't hire people, usually the number one reason that they didn't hire somebody was his staff. He did not have a good plan there. So that's a critical part of the interview. Now, we don't know what Dan Quinn's plan is. Um, I would like to think he'd have a good one. And uh, it's a little hard when you're one of the last ones or one the last one hired because, you know, a lot of people have been taken up, especially with all the openings this year. Um, but as far as uh, Joe Witt is a defensive coordinator candidate, I don't know him. I've never spoke to him, but I have had a lot of people recommend him uh, to me saying this guy is, is a good candidate. So that he seems to be getting off on the right foot there. How often it, in, in that part of the interview, when they are describing to you the staff they envision, how often are, are they wrong? I mean, they can, they can throw out a lot of names, but like you just said, it is later in the process um, you know, do you ever in an interview, do you ever say, well, how are you going to get him? He's got a, a really good gig right now. It's et cetera. Like, do you think he convinced them that he could put together a really good staff? I, I couldn't answer what, what they did in the interview that would have no idea. I know, uh, it, you're asking a very good question. I remember, um, uh, with a coach, head coach and candidate we interviewed and he was talking about hiring a guy off Joe Gibbs staff. And I said, well, how do you know you're going to get them all? Yeah, he, he he's going to come. I says, I know he's not going to come. Joe Gibbs is going to let that guy go. I know Joe Gibbs. Okay, <laughs> so you got to understand on your side of the table how good these assistant coaches are. Okay, and two, what the market is and whether they can get them. Um, so and and there is going to be some. This is my wish list, and especially this year where there's so much competition, you want to see a deep wish list when he gets to it. So, uh, and you got to have your antenna up, which you should if you're picking late in the process here, of where these uh, coordinated candidates are going, so that you know you can have an intelligent conversation with your head coach. Um, granted, he's going to pick the staff, but to me, as a general manager, you have to have a ready list uh, because you're going to hit bumps in the road, and you're going to say, okay, what do we do now? Do you have any ideas? And that's where you have to come back with some ideas for him. Now, sometimes you'll hit a wall, and this is not uncommon, uh, where, okay, our top guys are gone, who's our next group, and we're just going to start interviewing, and we're going to grind it through, and you always find somebody better than you thought when you do that. But what you want to see in the interview is a clear, realistic plan, three deep at each position of what they want to do, and that tells you that the guy is prepared and he's thoroughly researched. But then, obviously, you have to evaluate the quality of the names. You know, it's just too many friends. What I tell coaches when I'm training them, I says, if you can't fire them, don't hire them. 
because then you're not going to be realistic on your valuation of them. Right. Uh, how much do they look at the current staff, the people that were on the last coach's staff? Because you usually get some carryover because, you know, you can't fill every spot. Well, you, uh, you know, what you should do is uh, interview everybody on the staff, okay? Now, again, you should have a game plan and a view of these guys going in. Now, that may not be an accurate one, okay? Uh, so don't be afraid to hold somebody over if they're a good coach uh, because, uh, you know, there isn't one single reason why the team loses. And there's not one single reason why the head coach got fired. So there certainly could be some quality coaches, and I'm not familiar with enough of their coaches to have an opinion on them, uh, that you want to keep, okay? Um, so to just throw everybody out uh, without interviewing them and researching them, uh, that's wrong. So, but you should have a knowledge of these guys going in. You've interviewed so many different people over the years for head coaching uh, jobs. I'm just curious, is there an interview that stands out more than any in your memory of, of just being blown away? No, I wouldn't say that. And that's not a negative. Okay. I think, um, because I've been in it for a long time and have trained a lot of people for interviews too along the way. Um, I don't think there's, you know, I'm not looking for something like that. Okay. It's, it's a, it's a long process you go through. Um, and, uh, you know, some people are going to interview a little bit better than others, but, um, I don't know that blown away is a description I would use. People have good interviews. Um, we're talking to Charlie Casserly. Uh, did you have a, an impression of Adam Peters, who they hired to be their new general manager? And if so, what was it? Well, I know him, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that when you, you know, hire somebody with a winning program, there's always a, a positive to that. Uh, you do know Adam Peters. Oh, sure. Why not? Not many people I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that <laughs> I, I know way, that. So. so, what's your impression of him as as this team's you know the kind of general manager he's going to be here? Well, I think he comes from a winning program, and I think uh, you know he's got to sort through the people he's got there, uh, and he will. And uh, you know, I think that he's going to be a, a positive for the team. The Dan Quinn hire, it sounds like based on the number one criteria being leadership that you think it's a good hire. I do. I do. Uh, Dan could have had, a, I'm sure, could have had jobs before this year. He had pulled himself out of um, uh, consideration for a number of jobs because he decided to stay with the Cowboys. And this year he made up his mind, I'm going to take a job. Now, I don't think he would take any job. But he said, this year, I'm going to go through the process, and I'm not going to pull myself out. So he changes his uh, attitude going into it. The thing about um, um, uh, in the past is he pulled himself out. I'm convinced he would have had job offers before now if he hadn't pulled himself out in the past. What do you say to those people that say this just reminds them of Ron Rivera's hire four years ago? Well, to say I would say this is that, you know, what what difference does it make with anybody cares today? Winning the press conference doesn't mean a darn thing, okay? It's what happens from here, and this is what Dan Quinn has to do. You know, I think in Ron's case, I think there were some staff mistakes made. Um, there were some personnel mistakes made, okay? So the first thing is, does Dan Quinn hire uh, a better staff? 
Uh, and obviously, uh, the personnel decisions are going to be joint. Uh, so that's a big part of it uh, along the way. But I think that um, uh, you can, on paper, there's similarities. But it's what happens from here is what counts. Well, what I've been saying, Charlie, in terms of the the, mo- the most massive difference is that Dan Quinn's not coming to work for an organization owned by Dan Snyder. That's the biggest difference, right? Well, no, you're, you're, you know, you're right about that. There's no question about that. So, uh, and uh, and you know, there were some things that were done. Um, I think it's interesting that um, uh, what Washington they had offensive line problems. Why didn't they spend more money in free agency to solve them? That's not Ron Rivera or Martin Mayhew's decision. Okay? Anytime the team gets sold, you're going to be at a disadvantage. When we were being sold um, during the Cook regime, uh, we were told we could not give any signing bonuses out. Right. David Akers, the kicker from Philadelphia, we couldn't give him any money. So it's insane. We couldn't sign Trent Green before free agency, so we countered with trading for Brad Johnson, which worked out. Um, but we were put under a limit. That was very public when that happened, okay, because it was a public sale. Um, I can't believe that Ron Rivera had all the assets needed to rebuild his football team in the offseason this year because of the sale. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, I think, to to, to a lot of us. Uh, we are, of so you course, make a talk- point. I mean, you got a, you got yeah. a different ownership group. He's got a, he's got a, a history. Um, in seven, it was the seventy sixes that we're building. I mean, you talk about going through what seventy losses in a season, right? So uh, he, he sat through that. So, and I think he said publicly he understands the rebuilding process. This isn't going to happen overnight. Uh, so that that is an advantage. Uh, he'll have to learn the NFL, but he sat there and he's watched a rebuild, which I think which is a big advantage to you. Talking to Charlie Casserly, of course. Are you surprised about Vrabel and Belichick not getting head coaching jobs? Well, if you ask me at the beginning, I would say yes. Um, when you think about it a little bit, um, you know, Belichick is, is – um, uh, you got three of the last four years of losing. How much of that is his general manager versus his coaching? Okay. Um a reboot probably would have been good for him. It, you can see a reboot from Andy Reid was all the difference in the world. Okay. Uh, he didn't leave Philadelphia on a high note. And, and obviously he got on, he got to a new place. He got a fresh start, changed his staff dramatically. Uh, and bang, he, he was off flying again. Um, I think on the outside, my guess is people are concerned about Belichick's age. You know, how many years you're going to have the guy? Um, and is he going to mesh with the organization? I mean, this is a little bit like George Allen. Now, that's a long time ago. But, you know, George won over 70% of his games in the regular season. I think he's only one of three coaches to do that. Right. But, you know, George had a way about him, how he was going to run the program. He wasn't going to fit everywhere. And uh, I think that's, you know, the total control by Belichick. Was he willing to give that up? Um, you know, he's a very intense guy. I don't know how well, how you know, how much time he's going to spend with an owner. Uh, she's obviously... I still think the guy can coach, okay? Um, I, I'm not doubting that. But there's the fit. Now, Vrabel, um, hard to me by – first of all, I don't understand why I wouldn't interview the guy, okay? That that would be the number one thing, okay? And, you know, this guy should be a head coach in the league. So I, he didn't do it, didn't make it. But um, 
I'm really surprised he didn't get more interviews. Yeah, me too. I I mean, do you have any uh, clue as to why? No, I don't. I will at some point. I I haven't interviewed any of the teams yet as to, uh, you know, who they hired, who they uh, didn't hire and why they didn't hire them. I'll start that process over the next month. People are busy right now. But no, I don't have uh, um, an understanding of that. Back to Washington. Um, How big is this OC hire? And is there anybody out there that you really like? Well, there are people I like, but I'm not going to get into the names. Um, It's crucial. Um, When you go through the interview, uh, the most important part of the interview is the staff. Okay, For a defensive coach, it's even more critical from the offensive coach because the offensive coach can can call the plays. Okay, So nobody's going to hire him. Okay, He's already got a job. Now you got a guy, and this, this, this is, you know, um, Quinn has lived through this. He hired Kyle Shanahan, brilliant hire, okay? Um, and then he let, uh, I think LaFleur was on the staff, and he let him go, okay, instead of promoting him. Now he knows he made a mistake that way. He was being a good guy, but then it cost him, okay? So what, what I tell coaches is you're the offensive guy. you got to go in with two plans. you got to go in plan number one and have the backup plan already in place when number one gets hired when you win. The backup plan could probably be an older coach, maybe a former head coach, um, somebody you can pretty confident is not going to become an, uh, a head coach again um, or will become a head coach. You know, this guy is probably just – it's passed him by to be a head coach, and he's, he's a potential coordinator. So that's what you really have to do in the interview because – you get a revolving door. It's like what Todd Bowles is going through. He made a brilliant hire um, uh, as offensive coordinator. Now he's trying to find another one, okay? He didn't have a second guy available. Now, sometimes, you know, theory is give me the second guy. Sometimes you can't do it. So, number one, it's critical. Obviously, it's critical. It's critical for every coach uh, to have good coordinators. The defensive guy, who's your offensive coordinator going to be? The offensive guy, who's your defensive coordinator going to be? Sean McDain goes to the Rams, young coach. Who's he hired? Wade Phillips, veteran guy, former head coach. Right. Solidified that side of the ball. Okay? So that's what you're going to have to uh, look for here. And it's Dan's in a tough spot because late in the game. But I do think um, there's some good people out there still. And he may already have this thing locked up about who he wants. So. But I want to make sure that I understood what you were saying. You're saying that you're you need to your backup has to be a guy that would be more veteran that you wouldn't lose if you lose your number one guy to a head coaching position, as an example, if everything goes well offensively. Is that you what you were describing in terms of kind of the coaching setup on the offensive side? Yes, that's the, okay. You want you want a second guy in there that can take over. So you're yeah. not starting over again. That's Got it. the theory. So what's your best bet to get the second guy? Probably a veteran guy who's maybe been a coordinator, uh, ideally a, maybe a head coach or something. I'll give you that blend in there. That probably won't get a second shot at a head coach or, or may not get one at all. See, Sure. Um, and the reason – I just want to make sure everybody understands. The reason that you don't want to mention any of these people is you are still working. And as, as you said, you're, you're tr- are you training – Coaches for interviews. What are what is Charlie Casserly doing these days? Well, we're doing some training, yes. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I think these these names are confidential. 
Okay, so I'd rather not. That's why I don't want to put any no, names out there. Understood. Um, I can't. I can't let you go without asking you. A, do you think quarterback should be the top priority for Washington at number two? And then B, do you have a preference? Don't have a preference because I, I don't know these college players at all. Okay, um, if you got a guy there that you think is is the guy, okay, uh, then you take him. Um, you don't reach. And if people have told me they think there's players out there that you know are, are good enough uh, to take there at number two. Um, I think the guy they got, the best way he was described to me before the season was this is a guy you can win with but not will win because of. Um, and I don't know still how good he is because the guy got sacked a million times this year, okay? So, uh, you know, there's some question there. But I think that there's probably going to be a better prospect there than this guy. So um, I, I think that if there is, you take him. It's like with Chicago. If you leave, uh, if you think that um, uh, is it the USC guy? Um, Caleb, yeah, Caleb Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah. If you think this guy's the guy, then don't marry Justin Fields. Take this guy and then go from there. Uh, better to have two than one. So, uh, and obviously, you know, Washington's not going to probably have that opportunity to choose him. So, God, I wish we could get the Charlie Casserly that's focused on the draft. Uh, but you got a different gig now. Um, but maybe between now and the draft. Uh, we can get you to watch some of the quarterbacks and come back and weigh in. That would be awesome. I hope you're well. It's great to hear your voice. I appreciate you doing this as always. Kevin, no problem. Glad to be with you. Yep. Charlie Casserly, everybody. We'll finish up after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 